This is Retirement Talk with Mike Graber from Compass Retirement Advisors. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Mike Graber provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Retirement Talk with Mike Graber. Hello, everyone, and welcome. Uh, Today, we're going to take a look at how the United States got to the record debt levels that we now face and consider some of the risks to our financial uh, futures. As I uh, prepared for today's show, and as I reviewed some of the things that our tax dollars have gone to support recently, uh, actually uh, left me a little uh, bewildered. Uh, Nothing humorous or encouraging about what the politicians are doing with our money. Uh, You may have heard of Senator Rand Paul. He's from uh, neighboring Kentucky and he publishes a report annually that he calls Festivus, and that's a little take off of a Seinfeld (laughs) show. Uh, And part of the uh, definition of uh, Festivus uh, includes, you know, airing of grievances. And uh, that's kind of what Rand does in his report. That's what we're going to do today. We're going to air our grievances about federal spending. And in uh, Rand Paul's recent edition, he identified nearly one half trillion dollars of wasted taxpayer money. We're going to share some of his findings today, and we're also going to include a little bit of information from an article by Connor McIntyre and Courtney Rao uh, that uh, they published on January the 2nd. You know, our ability to enjoy retirement is going to be impacted by uh, growing federal debt, and we highlight this almost every week here on our show. And perhaps you've wondered just how uh, the spending addicts in Congress have managed to put our country in the mess that we have. And if you have uh, had some thoughts along those lines, as I do, well, stay tuned to today's show. Uh, As of our recording, usdebtclock.org has the federal debt at $31.5 trillion. Unfunded liabilities have exploded to $181 trillion dollars. Is there a way out of this debt hole mess? Uh, Honestly, uh, I'm not very hopeful, especially considering uh, the examples of uh, wasteful spending that we're going to uh, point out today. You know, this uh, attitude uh, on uh, our money is just not very important uh, as to to where it goes. Uh, It upsets me, and, and you might pick that up in my tone a little bit today. You know, there's an attitude among the politicians that is concerning. And if Congress thinks that it's okay uh, to spend our money on on these projects, that these projects are worthy of of your and I hard-earned dollars, then I would say that all of us are in for difficult uh, days ahead. That's why we need to prepare today for the consequences that will come tomorrow as a result of Um, this uh, mismanagement of of our tax dollars. Now, you might uh, be sitting there today say, hey, Mike, give it a break. You talk about this issue every week. Well, you know, please understand I have a reason for for doing that. I believe that the debt, deficit, unfunded liabilities that our our country owes, 
that's eventually going to result in the government uh, being put in a position where they must deal with the issue. And when they do, they only have two levers uh, to pull. Uh, one of the levers is to raise revenues. That means uh, raise taxes, raise income uh, to the government checkbook. And the only way they can do that is by taking it uh, from us via tax collections. The second lever uh, is to uh, impact uh, benefits uh, and programs. And I think eventually their solution will fall somewhere in the middle. It'll be a combination that both increases uh, revenues to the government by increased taxes and some changes uh, in benefits. And if you've been a listener to Retirement Talk with Mike Graber over the last uh, couple years, you've heard from Maya McGinnis and uh, Senator Mike Braun here on our show. Uh, we've also covered extensively the writings of uh, Ed Slott and David McKnight and others who uh, agree with uh, what uh, we're talking about uh, constantly on our show here that because of the financial situation our country is finding itself in, a day of reckoning is coming and we must be um, prepared for that. Now, as you're listening today, as you've joined us, if you feel unprepared, if you have any doubts, and especially if most of the conversations you have with your current advisor are focused on rates of return, or or maybe uh, it's a review of how much uh, your account went down in value last year, then please call me and let uh, my team put together an action plan that helps position you for the future. My phone number is 812-787-0809. A quick reminder, uh, our spring retirement workshops are approaching. They will be on April the 4th, that's a Tuesday, and then that Thursday night, April the 6th. If you want to attend, you have to call me. Uh, Reservations are required. April 4th will be at the Huntingburg Event Center in Huntingburg, Indiana. Special start time there is 6.30. Give our our friends a little uh, extra time uh, to get there that live down in the Dale and uh, Santa Claus area. And then on April the 6th, we'll be in Jasper at the Schnitzelbach Restaurant. Start time there is 6 p.m. Again, reservations are required in the past. Our events have filled, so you don't want to wait to uh, get your reservation in. Again, my number is 812-787-0809. If time permits, we'll give this information again at the end of our show today. Tony, sure. You've been riding shotgun with me for a couple of years here on (laughs) Retirement Talk with Mike Graber. We've been uh, sounding this national debt alarm uh, pretty regularly. Uh, And today we're going to expand more on that with some details. And we're going to look at some of the wasteful projects the politicians have spent our dollars on. So thanks again for being with me, Tony. Uh, Well, thank you, Mike, for having me on the show. I love doing this show with you each week. Uh, And this one is probably going to uh, get a few people upset out there talking about government spending. More like government waste. Uh, government spending is too nice of yeah, I agree a, with you there. a yeah. phrase. It's too too nice of a term for what they what they're doing, and uh, I I can't wait to dig into it though to see what they've been wasting our hard earned money on. Uh, and they do waste it, and they do spend it. I mean, especially if it hits that general fund, poof, it's gone, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm glad you're going to specifically su- show us where some of that. Uh, those tax dollars are being spent. I mean, we're running up that national debt at such an incredible rate. It's racing 
uh, forward or up, upward, I should say. So, um, you know, I see that tax and spend seems to be a lot of politicians only goal. It seems our government's only goal. And rarely do we see problems solved in today's political environment. But, uh, you know, uh, they take our money from our pockets to fund pet projects uh, like it's oh so important. I mean, uh, how could we not fund this or that? Uh, it is very frustrating. It is, like. Tony. And, and unfortunately, it, it seems like for too many politicians, it, it's their main goal is, is to spend our money, not to solve problems. But uh, they have long forgotten uh, whose money they spend. Um, With uh, some notable exceptions, uh, I do feel like uh, Washington, D.C. is filled with uh, politicians who are are addicted to spending uh, our money. And uh, it's not just my money. It's our listeners' money. It's it's our kids' money. And unfortunately, they've uh, gone so far in in debt that they've spent our grandkids' money too, Tony. And it's a real problem, and we're going to take a little time today and expose some of the uh, projects that they've uh, spent uh, funds on. Well, yeah, just uh, crazy, uh, crazy. I, I, I think it's, uh, I have to agree with you. And, you know, I haven't lost faith in everything. And you've touted some good work done by, in this regard by some out there, like we've had your own senator from Southwest Indiana on, Mike Braun, and others. But D.C., well, sometimes, I mean, we hear and see things that just make you wonder. I, I mean, how about Seinfeld's word, Festivus? I mean, that's actually the brainchild of Seinfeld writer Dan O'Keefe. Uh, uh, on the airing of grievances is part of that. That's part of the meaning of Festivus. So I think that's why uh, this was named that. I think it's perfect for this stop. Well, uh, it is, Tony. Um, and, you know, uh, I might sound a, a little uh, perturbed today, but uh, ladies and gentlemen, when the government spends money to study hamsters on steroids, puppies on cocaine, and drunk mice fighting, I think we should all get a little bit riled up about that. And, and that does give us cause, you know, to air our grievances. So, uh, let's look at some of this uh, stuff that uh, they think uh, our our money is worthy to be spent on. Hey, Tony, uh, are you a fan of Marvel Comics? Oh, man, I- I'm a big fan. I mean, who doesn't like Captain America or Iron Man? The Hulk, my personal favorites on uh, Marvel Comics are, Spike, growing up as a kid, were Spider-Man and the Silver oh, Surfer. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Yeah, I spent a lot of yep. money uh, for my son on that uh spider spidey web stuff in the in the can growing yep. up so yeah 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 but did you know this the government spent a hundred and eighteen thousand dollars to study whether uh, marvel comic book villain thanos could actually snap his fingers while he was wearing the infinity gauntlet you know politicians are spending our tax dollars to study what comic book villains can do you know, I think, obviously, uh, we could have saved that money for something better. That goes without saying. But this is a perfect example of the financial craziness uh, that's taking uh, place in Washington, D.C. at our expense. And, and that, Yeah, that's the key. It's at our that expense. Is, that is. And that uh, little study came uh, from some researchers at, at Georgia Tech. You know, and, and $118,000, okay? There are big ticket items uh, as well. 
like $475 billion to pay interest on the national debt. Oh. That's how big the problem is on an annual basis. Interest wow. of $475 billion. And there are a lot of empty federal buildings around the country, and the government spent $1.7 billion just to, uh, you know, hold on to them, I guess. You know, why not get rid of them, sell them, use them for some other purposes? But we spent $1.7 billion to maintain empty buildings. But it's really in these smaller amounts we're going to talk about today, Tony, where we find the most uh, egregious abuses. Uh, let's just say it that way. Uh, here's some examples. Uh, $31.5 million in COVID funds went to purchase luxury vehicles. Uh, there was what? a school in Wisconsin that took their COVID money and put in new turf fields for their school. Uh, that cost $1.6 million, uh, and it's because the rules were loosely written. They didn't do anything illegal. The rules permitted it. But, yeah, how about a uh, upgrade of the football fields for $1.6 million on that? Unbelievable. Yeah, I, you know, we hear how much of that uh, relief money, the $6 trillion over the course of uh, a couple of years there during COVID uh, in those uh, two relief packages that were passed or three, uh, how much of that was just abused and wasted? Yeah, yeah no, no accountability. And, Luxury yeah. vehicles new turf for football fields and, yeah Crazy. we could you know, find a long list of just things that the covid money went to but uh yeah uh, there, it, it's worse uh, in, in in a lot of ways uh according to usaspending.gov and listeners you can go there and, and look up some information on your own again that's usaspending.gov the defense department spent almost $200,000 to buy espresso machines from Starbucks. And uh, I guess, kind of tongue-in-cheek, that's to help our military be a little more perky and energetic as they watch the uh, Chinese spy balloons fly over recently. Um, you know, here's another one. According to uh, Joe Schofstall, and as reported on Fox News on January 14th, the Vera Institute, that's V-E-R-A, Institute of Justice, I was given $168 million to help illegal immigrants avoid deportation. Since 2008, they've been given a total of $1.1 billion. That's $1.1 billion of uh, our listeners' taxpayer dollars to help illegal immigrants avoid laws that are on the books here in America. So we're we're funding an organization that tries to skirt uh, our laws. Um, and, and I know that there are some people that desperately need to come to our country and that do need our help. But uh, this type of spending attitude, uh, all we have to do is look at the evening news uh, and, and see that that border crisis is there and it's being encouraged uh, in large part by the, the financial decisions that the politicians uh, are making. And, and I just can't get that one part of the government is trying to uh, fund uh, against, you know, the laws that, that are on the books. And I know uh, years ago there was a guy out of the Cincinnati area named Earl Pitts, and uh, this would be one where we may uh, want to find uh, Earl, say, wake up America on this one, Tony. Wake up! Hey, America. hey, all right. I'm glad you had that. But th that that fits. Yeah, we do need to wake up about what's what's going on. So 
thank Earl Pitts for that. You know, Rand Paul mentions uh, the government's longstanding interest in injecting animals with things to, to see what happens. Um, oh. But according to an article published by K.T. Burnett and M.E. Kleinman, $3 million in grants were given. Watch out for this one, Tony. To watch steroid-injected hamsters fight in an attempt to assess whether certain drugs can soothe steroid-induced uh, aggression. Now, that might sound like uh, it has potential human benefits, but the article I referenced earlier by McIntyre and Rao uh, quotes and, and cites the National Institutes of Health. Uh, they have a study that finds uh, that humans are actually harmed by many of these uh, misleading animal test results. A majority of animal experiments don't actually contribute to improving uh, human health. That's according to the National Institutes of Health. Uh, While injecting uh, hamsters with steroids uh, may qualify uh, certainly as animal abuse, uh, there's no question that uh, we American taxpayers uh, are being abused by uh, these type of spending. So $3 million to watch steroid-injected hamsters fight. How about that? Yeah, that's not only animal abuse, but uh, we're being financially yeah, abused. Yeah. I, I mean, that's yeah, crazy. It's, it's stupid stuff that's going on, and that's why we're in the mess that, that we're in. Yeah, I think that deserves another wake up, America. Yeah, yeah well, well placed, well placed. Yeah. But it gets even better, uh, or it gets even worse, Tony. Uh, again, uh, we're relying on USAspending.gov here, but $689,000 was spent to study the romance of parrots. If that's not enough, how about oh. $187,000 to uh, determine if a loving relationship between kids and their pets is beneficial? Now, yeah, I really, that's about all I can say to that. We all know um, the relationship between uh, kids and their pets is, is healthy and beneficial, but yet we're still spending... Uh, money to to try and find out the answer to that. You know, one has to really wonder about this next one, uh, Tony. $1.1 million to try and learn what we can by getting mice drunk. You know, I don't don't know what they were uh, (sighs) having them drink, you know, what their uh, preferred uh, beverage was, but they spent $1.1 million to study drunk mice. And then well, at that cost, it better be, it better have been a real high yeah, end yeah, bourbon some, or, or some Scotch Pappy or Van Winkle stuff yeah. or something like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Hey, and then there's uh, this one from the Inspector General for Afghanistan Reconstruction. His report: The Defense Department spent some twenty eight million dollars on camouflage uniforms for service members while we were in Afghanistan. And that $28 million bought about 430,000 uniforms. Now, uh, we don't have any qualms about uh, properly uh, uh, providing uh, clothing for the service members. That's not the issue here. But here's, here's the kicker. You know, these are camouflage uh, uniforms. But the camo pattern matched only 2% of the terrain in Afghanistan. So would it be a right assessment to say that 98% of the $28 million was wasted on the wrong camo pattern? I just don't know, Tony. It's crazy, and it's easy to see how these spending attitudes have really contributed to the financial debt total shown 
on the usdebtclock.org site, uh, which is scary enough. But this isn't a new problem. I mean, uh, when did the United States begin to borrow so much money? It's been happening well, a that's, while. That's a great question, Tony, and you're right. Uh, historically, uh, it's been happening for a while, but in, in the course of our country's history, it's a relatively new phenomenon. Uh, let me break it down uh, by presidential uh, administrations, and this information comes from Ben Lutai, uh, and this was published in Sound Dollar back in September of 22, and his last name is spelled L-U-T-H-I. Jimmy Carter, in one term, added $299 billion to the debt. Ronald Reagan, in his two terms, added $1.86 trillion to the debt. Uh, George Bush won. In his one term, it was $155 trillion. Bill Clinton, over two terms, did a fairly good job at $1.4 trillion. George Bush II, uh, that was the beginning of the war on terror. Now, uh, hold on to your hats with this number. $6.1 trillion of debt added to the taxpayers' shoulders. Barack Obama from 2009 to 2017, $8.34 trillion. Donald Trump, one-term president, $8.2 trillion. Now, he had uh, the start of COVID in there, and Joe Biden, yeah. from his uh, election to current, uh, has added $1.84 trillion to the federal debt. So it doesn't matter if it's Republican or Democrat. Uh, the attitude uh, seems to be pervasive that it's okay to just add debt, 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 and we'll worry about it. Uh, after we're gone, after our kids gone, maybe our grandkids will, will have to foot the bill. And I just don't think that that's right, Tony. No, no, it, it isn't right. And I think it's amazing that this recent $1.7 trillion legislation borrowed in one swoop more than the amount accumulated by Reagan in his two terms as president. I mean, things have really changed. They, they have, Tony, and, and that's what's bringing pressures, you know, on our financial system, on our markets, and on our uh, retirement plans. As we uh, work here to, to wrap up today's show, have a quote from one of my favorite comedians, uh, Steve Martin. Many of you uh, may uh, remember him, uh, but here's a, a funny one from him. He said in one of his uh, movies, uh, I love money. I love everything about money. I bought me some pretty good stuff. I got me a $300 pair of socks. I got me a fur sink. I got an electric dog polisher. I even bought me a gasoline-powered turtleneck sweater. And, of course, I bought some dumb stuff, too. <laughs> uh, I think he's got the Washington, D.C. summed up pretty well there. Yeah, he really, really does. Well, hey, we're out of time for today's show. Before we go, let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you. 812-787-0809. If you have any questions or concerns about how uh, the national debt might impact your retirement, if you're not sure you have a plan that uh, looks into the next 10 or 15 years, give me a call and let our team uh, do a little review work, uh, see if there are any uh, recommendations we can give to put you on some a better footing. And remember uh, to make a reservation for our spring workshops, April 4th and April 6th. Uh, in Huntingburg on April the 4th, April 6th in Jasper. Again, call me at 812-787-0809 to make your reservation for those events. All right. Thanks, listeners. That does it for today's episode of Retirement Talk with Mike Craver.
Thank you for listening to Retirement Talk. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, contact Mike Graber at Compass Retirement Advisors. Call 812-787-0809 or visit them online at Compass Retirement Advisors, LLC.com. Investment advisory services provided by Creative One Wealth LLC, a registered investment advisor. Compass Retirement Advisors LLC, the Insurance Shop Inc., and Creative One Wealth LLC are unaffiliated entities. Mike Graber and Compass Retirement Advisors are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency. Provided content is for overview and informational purposes only and is not intended and should not be relied upon as individualized tax, legal fiduciary, or investment advice. Each individual situation will vary and opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Illustrations given are hypothetical examples and provided of illustrative purposes only. It does not represent real life scenarios. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representation can be made to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. The information contained herein is based on our understanding of current tax law. Tax and legislative information may be subject to change and different interpretations. We recommend that you seek professional legal advice for applicability to your personal information.